Welcome back to Intelligent Investment Today, the podcast that examines the art of value investment as laid down by the father of the craft, as well as teacher and mentor to Warren Buffett. We are talking, of course, about Mr. Benjamin Graham. Each episode, we look at different principles of investment as laid down by Value Investment's founding father and consider how they translate in today's investment landscape. We shall discuss how and indeed if the rules of value investment remain as true today as he did when Graham first published his most famous works, The Intelligent Investor, way back in 1949. I hope that whether you are a seasoned investor or someone who is completely new to the investment world, there will be something here of interest to you. So sit back, grab yourself a coffee and let's dive right in. This being the first complete episode of Intelligent Investment today, it falls on me to choose quite where to begin. The principles contained within Graham's writings are wide and varied, and deciding where to start has proven a very difficult task indeed. I have, after a lot of consideration, chosen to begin with what I believe to be the single most important lesson that can be taken away from Graham's books. That is the parable of Mr. Market. Those unfamiliar with the idea of Mr. Market are, I hope, in for a real treat today, because the concept explains, in a nutshell, why value investment works and why it will continue to work for those with the right attributes. Graham's creation will never go out of date whilst human beings with their unpredictable and emotional nature are making the financial calls. The idea of Mr. Market explains beautifully why the stock market acts as it does and why those who are able to control their emotions in a way that Mr. Market cannot will profit from his wild mood swings. In short, Mr. Market is a character who Graham proposes to be your business partner in some private enterprise. The important thing to know about Mr. Market is that he is what Graham describes as a manic depressive. Today we would call this unfortunate disposition bipolar disorder. Anyone who knows someone suffering with this horrible condition will know that the symptoms take the form of extreme mood swings. Sometimes sufferers will be euphoric, elated and overjoyed. Other times they will feel sad, hopeless and riddled with self-doubt. They are rarely a happy in-between. So I'm sure we all have some sympathy with Mr Market's plight, for it is an appalling affliction, but I'm certain we can all agree on this. He is not the sort of guy you would particularly want to be in business with. However, let's not be too hasty in writing off Mr Market's attractions as a business partner. For one of the more lovely aspects of Mr Market's nature is that he can be a very obliging sort of guy. For each day he takes the time to approach you and offer to either buy or sell you stock in the business at a price dictated by how his present mood finds him. On certain occasions when he is in one of his euphoric and optimistic moods he will offer to purchase stock from you at an overly inflated price while on other days when he is feeling depressed and pessimistic he will offer to sell you his shares at an undeservedly low price. Mr Market's affliction is of course causing him to misjudge the realities around him and is basing his decision to offer to buy or sell stock to you, his partner, simply on how he's feeling on that particular day. Most of the time you'd be best served just ignoring his offers to buy or sell, for Mr Market is not easily offended, and anyway, he'll be back the next day to make you another offer. But just occasionally, Mr Market's wild mood swings can be taken advantage of. When Mr Market is feeling particularly low, it may be an opportunity to take up his offer to buy stocks from him, 
if the price he demands seems unduly low. Likewise, during periods when he's feeling overly bullish about the prospects of the business, he may offer to buy your stock at a price that seems way over the top. In which case, you may choose to sell your stock to him at this inflated price. In both these ways, you can profit from Mr. Market's wild mood swings. Graham's concept of Mr. Market is, of course, an allegory or metaphor of what happens every single day on the stock market. Mr. Market is not in fact a business partner, rather he represents the market as a whole, taking the form of a large collection of emotional individuals buying and selling stocks. Sometimes the collective individuals that make up the stock market will be feeling depressed, resulting in prices that are unfairly low, and sometimes there will be a sort of mass hysteria, and they will value the stock way too highly. At all times, the investor, just as with their business partner, Mr. Market, will be best served by simply ignoring the noise of the stock market. Unless, that is, the price offered seems too low or too high as compared to the fundamental valuation of the company. In which case, the value investor may choose to take advantage of the collective market's hysteria. There is a commonly held idea within investment circles that because there are millions of people buying and selling stocks every day, this means that whatever level the stock price happens to be trading at, must equate to a fair representative value, for it takes into account all the opinions and analysis of millions of experts trading in the shares. This theory is commonly referred to as the efficient markets hypothesis. However, this idea fails spectacularly on the assumption that the great body of investors are in any way analytical or dispassionate about what they buy and sell on a daily basis. They palpably are not any of these things and typically rely on some sort of gut instinct about what they buy, usually driven by the emotions of the collective opinion of the market as a whole, which it must not be forgotten, they are a contributing member. This amounts to a sort of mass exercise in trading by committee. The individuals who make up this giant panel of supposed experts might see stock prices rising giving them the sense that they should continue to buy at ever higher and higher prices. Until, of course, the mood music stops, and the same people who thought that no price was too high to pay then convince themselves that the stock is heading to zero. Most of the time, market indices and individual stocks are not rising and falling in price because there are any large real-life changes in circumstance that warrant such dramatic rises and falls. They are rising and falling because the many individuals who make up the market are either in a state of panic as storm clouds gather over their collective mood or they fear missing out on the party and no price is too high to pay. In other words, the market is acting exactly like our unreliable and overly emotion business partner, Mr. Market. So how well has the idea of Mr. Market stood the test of time? If anything, the concept is even more relevant and valid today than it has ever been. This is firstly perhaps because the standard and ability of investors has fallen quite dramatically from Graham's heyday. In his time, stock market investment was an activity mainly carried out by the rich, meaning it was carried out in the main by wealthy business people who had either some degree of financial acumen, or if they hadn't, they could afford professional advice to take these decisions. To buy or sell shares, you would need to physically call your stockbroker, who would also perhaps offer you their view on the company you were about to trade in. All this meant that the stock buying public were generally pretty well informed about the business of stocks, 
and the actual process of investing in stocks was sufficiently tiresome to discourage those who would normally be doing their investing at the racetrack. The same cannot be said to be true today. Today, there are very few barriers to trading shares on the stock market. You can buy and sell in seconds online without ever needing to consult a professional. It's dead easy, and unlike 70 years ago, today, many people in all walks of life have the financial means to invest in stocks. You do not require a background in business. You don't need to be rich. Today, the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker are just as likely to be shareholders as professional business people. This is great in an egalitarian sense, but it surely must make for a far less financially savvy collection of stock traders. The second reason why the concept of Mr. Market is more relevant today than ever is because of the sheer massive information available to the investor. This on paper might sound like a good thing, but not when the vast majority of this information is simple hearsay and rumour. Much of this unhelpful advice can be found through a simple Google search. If anyone has ever visited a Reddit group dedicated to the stock market, then you'll know straight away what I'm talking about. People who know absolutely nothing about business, the stock market, or frankly, as far as I can tell, anything at all, have gained a platform to spout absolute nonsense about the prospects of the stock market. And make no mistake, people are lapping this stuff up. And it's not just Reddit contributors. The internet is full of ideas of what you should buy and what you should sell. And 99% of this is utter crap. It is often a type of clickbait that plays on people's dreams and aspirations, promising them untold riches simply by following some strategy probably dreamt up by a 13-year-old. There is no doubt about it. If Graham's Mr. Market had been around today, he would be absorbed by these forums 24-7 and it would do nothing for his mental health or indeed his net worth. And make no mistake about it, people are reading this stuff and taking it seriously. There are people I know who I consider to be serious investors who read it and people wonder why the stock market is so frequently mispriced. The most famous of a Reddit forum that went viral involved the business GameStop. The struggling video game retailer became the centre of a buying frenzy as a result of the popularity of a particular Reddit page. The stock price of the business surged by over 1,000% over the course of two weeks, all because a group of enthusiasts who know nothing about business, talked up its prospects. Needless to say, eventually reality bit and the stock price came crashing back down to earth. Whilst this is an extreme example of what the spread of disinformation can result in, it happens to a lesser extent with stocks every single day. The written word sometimes carries more weight than it merits, and if you read an article on the pros and cons of investing in a certain company, the assumption can be that that person writing the article obviously knows what they're talking about. But in the vast majority of cases, they simply don't. The problem is that there's so much amateur analysis out there, it creates a sort of bubble of disinformation. And I can only imagine the effect this would have had on Graham's Mr Market. Mr Market, the moody business partner, and the Mr Market that represents the actions of the stock market as a whole, both have in common the fact that they are the polar opposites of value investors. Value investors do all they can not to allow their emotions to come into their decision making, basing their decisions to buy or sell stock on what the underlying business is worth according to the profits it makes, the assets it holds and its general prospects, rather than seeking the general opinion of the market as a whole, whether 
it should be bought or sold. Value investors are not interested in listening to anything as woolly as gut feelings or the opinion of others, unless, of course, that person is particularly qualified to hold an opinion. They do not panic when the stock market plunges, nor get overexcited when it is reaching ever new highs. Value investors instead look to profit from the market's frequent mood swings by buying more stock when the market is unjustifiably depressed and consider selling out if they believe the price being offered is more than the business is worth. So why, if value investment works and the historic record of value investment proves it does, isn't everyone taking up this strategy? This is quite a simple one to answer. As we have all seen with Mr Market, it all comes down to temperament. Value investors require quite a broad and specific emotional skill set in order that they achieve success. Value investment requires two things. Firstly, the ability to value a business based on its financial history. This is something that can quite easily be taught. But the second aspect is more behavioural. Even if someone can confidently value a business, they will require the right emotional skills in order to profit from their hard work. This is an aspect that is much more difficult to teach. For you may be requiring someone to change who they are as a person and needing them to alter their inherent character. For if someone is by nature highly strung and prone to worry, then it might be more than you can expect of them to keep their composure and remain calm during downturns in the market, no matter how hard they try. And it might be too much to expect that they won't be drawn into the market when it is booming and they're fearful of missing out on the rally. It might also be too much to expect that they have the patience to wait the months and sometimes years for the market to return to the reality of the situation before they can realise the profits from their value investment. Value investors, in fact, don't mind waiting for the market to correct values they were first to spot, as this potentially gives them the chance to invest even more money into the business whilst it is still undervalued. Having the ability to select undervalued stock will prove a useless venture unless you have the temperament to wait for the fruits of your labour. Most people will be knocked off course long before they ever realise a profit from value investment and this is why it is not for everyone. To conclude, Mr Market is an absolutely vital metaphor for understanding the emotional and irrational behaviour of the stock market. Investors should not base their investment decisions on his daily mood swings but instead on the price the stock deserves to sell at. Investors will do best when they ignore the daily noise and chatter of the market and instead put their efforts into gaining a real understanding of a business's finances. For then they'll be armed with the knowledge required to determine when to buy and when to sell. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Intelligent Investment Today. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in contact through the various channels. I always welcome your thoughts and ideas. Do remember to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on your chosen podcast platform. Please do continue to spread the word and let's make this community as large as possible. I appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more great content in the future. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. This is David Coombs signing off for now.